Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. And on this episode, I, Aaron Gerke, and Kevin Bender are engaging in a conversation about well, waiting, but I think in particular about patience. So <laughs> waiting with patience. And uh, maybe we'll get into the story of Moses and the golden calf a little bit. And, uh, you know, as always, our conversation may be wide ranging and all over the place, but we really hope you enjoy it. Well, hey there, Kevin. Aaron. How you doing? Good, buddy. Good to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. You and Marcus conversated very well last week. Thanks. Yeah. You know, uh, we're not used to doing that, but I've, I've, it felt comfortable. Yeah. Marcus has a very uh, disarming personality. He Is that a compliment? I think so. I hope so. Not if you're in a gunfight. Well, true. Well, no, well then it kind of is. Cause yeah, because then you bring peace. Oh, I was thinking he would disarm the enemy, but like he would still be armed. Oh, you know, which is kind of a compliment. I suppose so. Marcus is like James Bond. Wow, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. All right, good deal. Well, maybe we'll make this uh, podcast in honor of Sean Connery, who just uh, passed oh, away. That's right. I, I do that. have that right, correct? You do, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a week or so now, but um, hey, my celebrity is trivia is lacking, but I'm good with. Uh, you know, movies from decades ago. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, speaking of movies, a decades ago. Yeah. We, we talked about some Christmas movies last week when I was conversating with Marcus. Uh-huh. I went on Netflix to find a Christmas movie. Yeah. Garbage. Just sorry. Sorry if you like Christmas movies, guys. Like the new ones, you mean? Like ones in within the last like ten years. I there's not a single one that I have found that was of any value. I think it's all the classics, you know. I think the newest Christmas movie that I've seen and that I'm probably going to stop at is Elf. Yeah, that's exactly what I was imagining. Are we over a decade on Elf? I think it's got to be. Yeah, because it was out oh, when yeah. I was in high school. And now I've, oh, ate, now I've dated myself. I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here we are again, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in the season of Advent. Yep. Season of waiting. Yeah. I was just reading an article the other day of some people who, uh, it, was, it was just saying, I think for a, for a lot of us, this is, might be the most like adventy uh, season, perhaps, or like adventy year that many of us have ever lived through. Ooh, explain that. Well, I think, I mean, Advent historically is a time of um, actually like repentance, like in the in the midst of this broken world coming coming to our god crying out come quickly lord jesus let me turn from mm. my sin and turn towards you uh come and rescue us deliver us but at the same time give mm. us hope to endure and patience as we wait and all these things and i think um especially in especially when you don't know when the end is coming oh yeah that's tough you know i i think it i find myself it's a lot easier to endure something when you know what the end is. If you don't know what the end is, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. It's grueling. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, <laughs> I was, uh, it was pretty funny. So I, I, I preached a sermon on Sunday about kind of waiting and patience and, and about having patience. And I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into this quite a bit today, but <laughs> on Sunday morning I was getting ready to come to church had this whole sermon prepared, you know, it's all gonna be about patience and, and waiting. And I'm not, I'm not that guy. Like I'm always looking for the, for the loopholes and the efficiencies. And I, I don't like when things are inefficient. I just want to like, mm. 
I tend to just kind of grind through stuff and get it done. Like that's kind of my, I don't know, just the way I'm wired. So Sunday morning, uh, it's early in the morning. I'm brushing my teeth, which I did honestly before nice. coming to church. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I thought to myself, this was totally disconnected from the sermon. I thought to myself, man, I wish you could like do something while you're brushing your teeth. You can. What? You can shower while you can you're brushing shower. your teeth. That's a life hack, dude. Do you, do you brush your teeth while you're showering? Not anymore. But a friend told me that, and I did try it for several months. Huh. Well, it's kind of nice. Because I always, I'm always like, man, I, like, I, I think I always think like, okay, well, during this time that I'm brushing my teeth, like, I can go get my, go get my clothes and like pick them out and put them on. But I have to stop brushing like while I'm doing that and then i just like hold the toothbrush in my mouth and like i'm using both hands to do other stuff and the saliva is building up <laughs> yeah I'm like i just i just made like in my impatience i just made a, a simple task actually harder mm. so that's just my own i don't know on the on the morning that you were about to come preach on yeah, patience yeah and so i had that thought to myself like mm. what what can i do while i'm brushing my teeth i wish that this was you know more, more of an efficient use of my time. And then, yeah. and then I just chuckled to myself and I was like, oh, that's funny. So. Yeah, we're big on efficiency, you know, like in our world. I mean, a lot of the world is driven by efficiency. Right. You know, organizations, like it's, okay, how can we make the most buck for the least, you know, uh, amount of input? Yeah. And that drives sometimes, you know, uh, decisions on people's employment, yeah. uh, which is kind of, that can be kind of brutal. Uh, I think sometimes it drives people's decisions in relationships mm. you know like hey if this thing isn't efficient for me like if it's a lot of work you know like for instance like writing a letter to someone who's far off okay that's a lot of work right you could just text them way more work than texting <laughs> yeah well what if they don't have a phone right and you gotta write this letter mm. you know it's like not the most efficient yeah i wonder why we're so we are just so geared towards the clock you know, uh-huh. and the calendar and the time and oh yeah, as as if that is like the the highest goal. You know, I mean, get the get the most stuff done that you can. I don't know. I, I'm sure somebody's studied this, and it goes back to you know the industrial revolution or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, try mm-hmm. to get as much stuff cranked out as you can. And sure, I don't know. I, I'm sure that's still how a lot of people. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people make their money that way, like mm-hmm. with the with the efficiencies, get as many goods out as you can before a certain amount of time. And say if you want to know, like I know one ironic thing that goes into this industrial revolution, okay. right? Well, it was, it was Ford, and you know he was looking at how to, um, oh, what do you call it when you got lots of things doing things for you that's automated? And you don't have to think about it. Automation. Man, automation. We'll go with that <laughs> word. Uh, so he's doing this mass automation thing. He said he predicted that. In oh I don't I can't remember the maybe it's like fifty years but he's he's some point in the future not far off we're all, we're gonna be able to take our work week from the, this forty fifty hour thing down to ten because of all the optimization hmm. that was his prediction and we and we have optimized yeah but just, I don't think we're working less no I was probably working working more yeah 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 I mean we're just we're so good at filling the time with other stuff. And I know you and Marcus chatted about some of that last week, but, but I was just thinking like we, you know, we took a little road trip with our kids, um, over Thanksgiving. And I mean, our drive wasn't that long, only six hours, but Mm. I mean, (laughs) 
I don't know if this is bad parenting or not, but we let our kids watch a lot of movies while we're driving. Mm. And when I was a kid, like that wasn't the that wasn't our reality. There was a there was um and I've read some studies on this too, like the the actual importance of um boredom. Uh-huh. And that that like learning how to be bored well actually is good for your i mean for your mind for uh creativity all this kind of stuff but mm. we just it's it's almost like we we haven't we're not allowing ourselves to get to the place of boredom anymore totally you know? yeah because i mean you just anytime you would be bored you just flip out your phone from right. your pocket and you got a bazillion things you can do right yeah yeah so you, i don't know you wonder what that what that's doing for our patient's tolerance yeah you know? i've heard it said too in in uh I think it might be in Gen Z. There was a study done on Gen Z. So this is like uh, kids who are, well, I guess they're probably going on their 20s now. I, yeah, I think Late so. Late teenagers. High school, into, college age, I think. Yeah, uh, that they switch the medium in which they're doing whatever activity. So going from you know writing something on paper to looking at their phone to watching a TV, they switch that medium 26 times an hour. 26 times. So like never spending more than two minutes you know, wow. maybe slightly over two minutes, wow. you know, on average. Yeah. You know, I mean, just think about how often you check your phone. Yeah. The worst is when you get to work and you, you sit down and, and you feel your, you do the triple pat and you're like, oh, crud, where's my phone? Yeah. Yeah. Or you get the, the phantom vibrations in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, somebody texted me and you pull your phone out and there's no text, but you like felt you it. You for sure thought it was there. Yeah. That's, that's always Or weird. I remember it uh, <laughs> when I worked at the logistics company, sometimes it'd be these mass emails, whole company. So like two, 300 people, there'd be a picture of a phone or some keys, right? Uh-huh. That were lost. Now my, I could literally glance down and see that I have my phone in my pocket, uh-huh. but I would still like my hand would immediately like check. Wow. Like, oh no, is it there? <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so I, in my, in my sermon, I was at, at the, I don't know, at the end of it, I, I, mm-hmm. I drew this connection between, um, between a, a promise, uh, the promise of, of Christ's return. Mm-hmm is when when we when we're confident of the promise mm. uh we will be we will be more patient and when we're patient we will also be at peace mm. um and when we're at peace we'll be more patient and the and the promise is central to that uh i don't know does that do you, do you think that makes sense to you it does it sounds to me like something that isn't necessarily um, totally passive though, right? Like it's not something that, uh, okay, yeah, I know Jesus is coming back and then boom, just immediately I'm transported to this realm of patience and peace. Right. Right. Um, I guess it has to do with distraction when I think about it, right? Cause I can, I can know the promise. Look, we all, you know, as followers of Jesus, we know the promises, right? but we can also get really distracted from the promises. Yeah. And that kind of seems like, honestly, like this is tracing a little further back into the narrative and into your sermon, but like that kind of seems like what's going on with the Israelites in the camp with Moses. Yeah. You know? Well, I, yeah, I think so. And so, you know, I I preach on Exodus chapter 32 where God calls Moses up on Mount Sinai for the second time. Mm. Um, And, and 
you know, he's already given the people the, the, the law, the 10 commandments, he's written it down for them. They know what they're supposed to do. They have the promise of the promised land. Like they've got it all there. Um, I, I, in my sermon, I chose not to dwell on it, but they, they actually like seal this understanding with, with a covenant with blood, like Moses, uh, puts half the blood on the altar and he sprinkles half the blood on the people. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're saying, we're going to be obedient to God's word. And, and if we're not, our lives should be like this animal whose blood is now splattered on like super graphic stuff. And, um, and then, and then God calls Moses up on the mountain. Right. And they don't know how long he's going to be gone. <laughs> right. It's a little ambiguous, right? It's, it fact. is ambiguous. Yeah. Um, I mean, so it makes you wonder, like, if, and I think I know the answer if I if I go for it, but if they knew, okay, Moses is going to be gone 40 days and 40 nights, mm. we can wait it out. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe they'll be, you know, checking the boxes and we're just, just waiting it out. But yeah, when you don't know, that's, that's hard, right? So at the, at the beginning of my sermon too, I, I just started by saying, everybody just wait here. And I, and I walked, I walked out and went, went to another room. And, uh, and I watched on my clock. I was only going to wait for 30 seconds. And when I was in that back room by myself, like I got to 15 seconds and I was like, holy smokes, like this feels like forever. <laughs> and I was just watching the second hand on my watch. I'm like by 20, I was 20 mm-hmm. seconds. I was like, I got to go back in. I was like, no, I said 30. By the time I got to 30, I was like, wow, that felt like a long time. Yeah. You know, and I, and I didn't tell the people what I'm doing, how long, where I'm going, what's happening, you know? And, uh. So I, I don't know. I think there's a connection. I, I, I do at least. Mm-hmm. There is a connection between knowing what's coming, knowing how long it's going to take, and my my endurance mm. level. Not to say I'm going to make it, but I at least know what the end is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm with you, and I'm, it makes me wonder why, why does God have that mystery of the timing? For uh, for Moses or for for well for like the coming of Jesus mm. for the coming of Jesus again you know like yeah. he, they they speak well and even Jesus this was a, a couple of weeks ago now but in in the gospel and Matthew will say like he doesn't even know right. Right. when he's yeah. coming back yep what do you think that like what do you think God is doing in that well in on um, in the readings for Sunday there, we, we also had a lesson from Second Peter chapter three. Um, which quoted Psalm 90 and which says, uh, hey, uh, uh, is that a song of Moses? Psalm 90. Ooh, I think it might be. Ooh, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that, that a day is like a thousand years into the Lord. And, um, Peter says that the, the Lord's not slow in delivering his promise as some of you count slowness. Mm. Um, which I, I just, I love that line, right? But he's patient. Mm. towards you and and then it, and then peter goes on to say um and he's in this time he doesn't want anybody to perish but that people will be led towards repentance so what what are we supposed what's supposed to be happening in the world right now as we wait for the return of christ we who know him should be living lives of repentance and we should be calling out <laughs> the unrepentance of the world and the sin of the world that they may repent turn. That means to turn away from those false gods and to turn to the one true God. So mm-hmm. you could say God's giving us some time to do that. Yeah. Cause 
maybe we're not doing it very well. I don't know. Yeah. Or it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, well, it's like Home Alone. I'm going to bring it back into this week, right? The family, they're getting ready to go on a big trip. Yeah. Kevin uh, McAllister, yeah. I think his name was in the movie. He probably would appreciate it if they would have waited for him, right? If they would have been yeah. patient. Yeah, but, well, they thought they had him. Well, yeah. But God obviously doesn't, you know, lose track in that sense. But I'm just saying, like, you know, normally when we think of waiting, we think bad. But right. in this case, and with God, it sounds uh, like, no, this is a good thing. Right. Right. It's like. But Kevin was a little jerk. Remember when I, the uncle says, look what you did, you little jerk. I just watched it the other night. So I was, I was trying to watch it to see if it, if it's a movie that I could watch show my kids. Yeah. I cannot show that movie to my kids. Oh, man, not what, for a long time. Which part was it? The furnace? There's like, no, it's not just scary. The like scenes. Oh no, the creepiness just in general. Well, no, they like the language is not oh, very good. Yeah. Buzz. So yeah. Yeah. Buzz is not. Yeah. He's uh, for mature audiences only. Yeah. So I don't know. There you go. There's your there's your movie review. Yeah, yeah. But no, I I understand what you're saying. Um, yes, the 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 waiting. The waiting is actually good, mm. right? You said that. Like we mm. think often that waiting is is bad. We like we want to get out of boredom. Yeah. To the most efficient way to <laughs> accomplish this thing. Right. It's to do what to get to the next thing like yeah yeah i don't know like i i think there's there's some there's some failed policies in our uh in our world's way of efficient living Mm. you know i think i think there's i think and i think a lot of people are noticing this in the younger generations too Uh um like the necessity to slow down sure and to be present and to be in community and to be with people um I, I, I want to be optimistic about the future in that way. Um, I've heard there's a little bit of research going on. People talking about this and as a result of COVID yeah. that, um, that maybe that, maybe that is a forced reset that, um, that people are finding. I don't know. Well, and I've heard that anecdotally from people like saying, yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of rough and it's been all over the place, but silver lining. Yeah. Our family is actually hanging out a lot more, you know? We're having dinner around the table because we got nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think we've waiting is good. And you even acknowledged at the beginning, right? Saying like that, uh, there's something good for the brain, right? To not always be yeah. doing something. Right. But to just rest, I right. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because what is, what does rest what does rest do in a, in a Christian sense? I don't just mean like Sleeping. to, yeah, to, to, um, disappear or numb out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what a lot of people think by rest. Like I just got, I got to numb out from all these efficiencies and all this work and all this stuff. I just got to, yeah. Um, to rest in a Christian sense actually means to like reflect on what we've been given to reflect on our work and to give God thanks and to renew our trust in him as the one who provided the opportunity to work, the one who provided the daily bread that I needed to make it through the week. Like that's what it, that's what it means. So, so resting and boredom and waiting, if we want to make all those synonymous actually should renew our trust in the God who gives us all these things and in his promises for us, knowing that, cause I mean, if I just reflect back on, on my day and my last 
the, the last week. I can look back on that in a Christian sense and go, wow, God, he was really present. Mm. Huh. He actually gave me a lot of blessings, simple ones like air to breathe and water to drink and clothes to wear and family and friends, you know, and you just go down the list and, you know, we, we almost had a, had an accident in the car and we didn't, you know, like, I mean, you can, my dad was sick and he's, he's well, and obviously things don't always (laughs) go well, right? I'm not saying that, but um, but when we reflect back on all those blessings, we can look forward or, or even look presently and go, well, yeah, he's going to, he's with me now. Why? And he's going to be with me tomorrow and he is going to come again. So mm. like when, when we're forced to wait in a Christian sense and we renew our eyes and, and trust in him, then it helps us, I think, to endure the next the next round of stuff and not just to endure, but actually to live abundantly as Jesus promises us. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that makes sense too. thinking about like when you are forced to wait or, or sometimes in life when there are these periods of waiting, the fulfillment of the waiting is that much sweeter when you've waited for it. Absolutely. You know? Um, yeah. I think that's why I, th- I mean, I think that's why Christmas is such a, <laughs> Such a big deal. It's true. I don't do the same thing for like the 4th of July. It's not like you four weeks. You just kind of get to it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there, there's something about all the, the preparations and the, and the decorating. Yeah. And, and obviously in our church tradition, the, the, the recognition of Advent, you know, that, yeah. that, that we're actually preparing for the coming of the king, you know, in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we need those. We, we need that season and, 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 but that in Christmas, that's why, that's why all the anticipation gets there, you know? And, and then, and then when you get socks as a kid, you're like, oh man, I waited for, I love getting socks. So do I now I got, I got oh. new socks for, for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm today. Those, nice. those of you listening on audio going to go, want to go find this on YouTube or something. Um, <laughs> But yo, I love I put socks on my list all the time now. So nice. maybe maybe Christmas would be good to me too. So. Yeah, yeah. But as a kid, I, I honestly remember getting socks and like just chucking them over my shoulder. So like, <laughs> I waited for all time for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the year that my brother and I got a Nintendo, the original NES, okay. like we had asked. Yeah, dude, I'm a little bit older than you. I'm talking like like oh, I know the one, the regular NES, which I I have one by the way. My mom sold ours accidentally in a garage sale. Really? My brother and I traded ours in for a Sega Genesis. And then I, I bought a new one when I was at seminary. Oh, nice. So if you ever want to play. All right. All right. But uh, <laughs> uh, what's my point? Oh, we, we asked for it. We asked for the for the Nintendo year after year, birthday after birthday. I think we it was like two or three years. Like we, we had given up. We had given up, actually. Oh, wow. And then there was one year when my parents delivered. And it was like, it was even better yeah. Then, then if then, you would have just got it right away. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I'm sure my dad was trying to make a theological point. So <laughs> it was probably an advent when you first. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but that it does come around and, and just makes you think. Then, you know, when Jesus walked the earth, I mean, that's insane. You know, to think about these hundreds of years yeah. that this people group had been waiting for their Messiah to come. And 
you know, we talked about like, you know, this time of repentance that Advent was, right? Right. Think about the prophets. I mean, there's a, a lot of those prophets in the Bible are coming at that later stage. They're mm-hmm. coming when things <laughs> are kind of cruddy, when everything's falling to pieces, right. like life sometimes feels right now, you know? Right. Um, and they're all kind of wailing out, like, God, you know, like well, this promise, like, where's the promise, mm-hmm. you know? And then they usually tuck in like a nice little, you know, I think in like Zechariah, you know, behold, here he comes oh, on the donkey. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, to think of all that, this huge amount of waiting that they did and then for him to walk the earth and for those who recognized who he was, because mm-hmm. obviously there was tons of Jews at the time and still mm-hmm. are today who, who don't recognize Jesus, um, to be that Messiah. But for those who did, I mean, what Mary and Martha, right? Mm. Uh, Jesus shows up and they're grieving their Lazarus death. Right. And, uh. And Jesus is like, he's going to live. And she's like, yeah, I know, at the last day, I'm going to have to wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she's like, Jesus is like, who do you think I am? Yeah. You know? He's like, I believe you are, you are the Christ. Right. And boom, I mean, just like game changer right in that moment. Right. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus yeah. says. Right? right. I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, and, and that's where, I, that's where I think for, for, for Christians, that's, uh, I know this is the second week of Advent is about peace, but the whole idea of hope, mm. hope, hope, biblical hope takes us backwards, but it also takes us forwards so that wherever we are on the spectrum, we live in hope because we see the past proof of God's faithfulness right. and that past proof of his faithfulness. Um, we, we trust that he will be, he will be faithful in the future as he says he will be mm. and therefore we trust that he's faithful to us now and so just on this continuum of living like yeah fine I'll, totally i'll be at peace and patient for his return mm. yeah and in the grand scheme of things you know a day is like a thousand years to the lord and in the eternal life that's been prepared for us mm. yeah, i mean today I don't know, it really is just kind of like a snap of the fingers, you know? Totally. Um, but that doesn't say, that doesn't mean we're devoid of contact in, in the, the day or purpose or meaning, but that should actually give us so much more purpose and meaning uh, to, that we live lives in light of that, you know, mm-hmm. that we be at peace because we know that the brokenness of this world doesn't get the last say. And I, yeah. I just think there's so much rest for us. Um, there's rest for those who wait. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and even thinking, you know, this year Christmas is probably gonna look different yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think people are already just kind of looking forward to like, you know, next year or the year after. What? Yeah. When the when's that next time we're gonna do Christmas like we always did it, right? Yeah. And the whole coming together. But you, know, you think about this story that we're in mm-hmm. as God's people. Yep. That there's this feast awaiting us. Yeah. We've been waiting hundreds, thousands of years for. This <laughs> right. would be pretty awesome, right? You know, right. Um, so right. yeah, like even in the in the waiting now, not only peace, but going back to last week, yeah, hope in like a pretty exciting hope. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's hard, it, and and also though at the same time, it's it's ours today. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, yeah. Tell me about the now and the not yet. Just close us out with that because like you you mentioned that in your sermon too. Yeah. Well, so. I don't know. The first thing that just popped back into my head was waiting for that Nintendo. Mm-hmm. If my, I mean, if my brother and I, so we, we gave up hope of getting the Nintendo. Yep. If we, if my parents had said in three years, you'll get to have the Nintendo on Christmas. <laughs> I pro- like there, there's that piece that, that as a kid, you'd go, 
all right, cool. That's awesome. I can't wait. But three years as a kid, like, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to lose sight of that. Uh, I'm going to yeah. lose sight of that. But, but I know, I know it's coming. Mm. I know it's coming. So I'm like, like I, I live towards wanting to draw that day nearer. Yeah. Um, maybe there's, maybe there's things I would do to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'd save up my money and buy some of my favorite games, you totally. know, so that, so that I, so that when that, when I get the console, I'll be ready for it. You know, maybe I'll tell all my friends like, Hey guys, I'm getting a Nintendo in three years, you know, send out the invitation for that party three years yeah, from now yeah. when they can all come over and they're all going to look at me like a fool, you know, and they're like, dude, we had the Nintendo like three years ago, <laughs> you know? but, um, I, so it's all that like preparation, like, like that's the mm. thing that we've got our sights set on and we're living life on that path towards that. So I'm not going to, so, so I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to divert my attention to the next console, you know, yeah. I'm not going to go and get a, go get a Sega or an Xbox. No, no, no. The NES, that's my path, you know, like this is what I'm living towards. So Christ is coming back. Like mm. this is the path on which my life is going. Mm. So this is a path of repentance. It's a path of telling my friends, guys, Christ, he's coming, he's coming. Let me, let me, sh- let me show you. Let me tell you about it. Let me, let me show you what he's all about. Like you know, get people excited about that and this yeah. hope and peace. So, so, but it's attention because mm. at the same time, it's like, man, I wish it would come now. Like that would be cool if I could have my Nintendo now. <laughs> you know, it'd be cool if Christ would come now and make things so much better. So that so that's that's the tension. Like, mm. I've got it. It's going to be mine, but I just don't have it yet. Yeah. So interesting. All right. Totally makes sense. All right. <laughs> we'll see if it makes sense to the people. You know, if you got questions, hey, let us know. We're we're all ears. We'd love to conversate with you as well. So, thanks for being with us this day, and wherever you're listening to us or watching, we uh, wish God's blessings upon you, and we'll be back uh, next week as well. Uh, for the third week of Advent, which is about joy, and I don't know, we'll uh, we'll see what the day brings. Maybe 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 things will be different for our conversation next week as well. I don't know. We'll find out. All right, take care. Peace. Bye. <laughs>